Most of us go through our day doing our tasks and duties, just looking for the next thing on our checklist. Then there are some of us who look at the list as a whole and say, this is pretty good, but we can do more. We can be more. Dr. Karen Wolf is one of those people. Karen's got an eclectic background that runs from athletics through medicine and finally into wellness, where she's been a leader in the wellness community for decades. Let's check out what Dr. Karen Wolf has to say on coaching, connection, and divine dissatisfaction in a deeper well. Hey, thanks for tuning in to A Deeper Well. This is Jeff. This is Carrie. Today we talk with a uh, pretty interesting person. Her name is Dr. Karen Wolf. Uh, she's from Australia. She started out as a medical doctor, and after she uh, moved to the U.S. some 20-some years ago, she kind of transitioned over to more of a wellness role. Now, Carrie, you know Karen very well. Can you kind of give us a little bit of information about her? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, she is one person who introduced me to new concepts in the area of health and wellness and mind-body medicine for one, coaching, but she's always on the cutting edge. But what I love about Karen is she then helps those of us that are just starting out really understand it in a way that that I can digest, that we can digest and and use the information. And she does that again today in this talk. And I just really appreciate her ability to do that. I, I say she's truly brilliant and one of the most caring, compassionate people that I've ever met. It really comes through in the way she, that she talks too. It's obvious that she cares very much about the health and wellness of people in general. Um, I think we're going to have a really good time with this one. Yeah. Let's jump in. Hi, Karen. How are you doing today? Great, Jeff. It's great to be on the phone with you. Hi, Karen. It's Gary. Hi, Carrie. Well, Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, and, and I'm sure our listeners will appreciate the perspective that you bring here. Um, for the people that are unfamiliar with you, can you please give us some of your background and bring us up to speed on what you're doing now? Sure. Well, I'll give you the condensed version because okay. um, I have... I have had many iterations, I would say, of my career journey. So I actually went to medical school in Sydney, Australia. So hi to everybody down there. I know we have actually a wellness institute in Australia now, which is very exciting. I see them at the conference every year. Mm -hmm. So the truth is I went into medicine because I was an athlete. I was a swimmer for Australia and really interested in the body and performance. And at those days, you get into medical school with your grade from high school. So I thought, oh, why not? I'll, I'll go into medicine. But little did I realize that the disease system that I became part of was really not what I originally wanted for my career. And I don't have any family that were doctors, so this was all new to me. And and I was pretty unhappy in medical school. I, I had that divine discontent of, I, I knew that wasn't quite what I wanted. There was something missing, but I didn't know what. I was very young. But I, I finished, of course, and I was a GP down under, general practice, really like that with families. But I still felt that it wasn't enough somehow. And, and then as 
as life has it, I uh, fell in love with an American. This is the very short version. And then I uh, got whisked away to live in, in the United States. This is 24 years ago. And then I had a new decision to make. What do I do now that I'm living in a new country? The medical system was completely different. I researched managed care. And at that stage, I could not see myself working in a managed care system because it's very different than the Australian system. So I had an opportunity to decide again, and I became involved in wellness. I worked way back then for HealthNet. Um, it was a managed care company, but I worked in corporate wellness, and I did lunch and learns and health fairs and did speaking. I thought, whoa, this is really this is my lane. This is what I like to do, teach people about health. So that began my journey. And fifth, maybe 17, maybe 18 years ago now, <laughs> I was uh, gifted with being, t being taken to the National Wellness Conference by a very good friend of mine and Carrie's. She's one of the biggest mentors in my life, and that's Fern Carness. And she introduced me to the wellness conference, and then I found my tribe. These were people that I found, what is this bigger vision of health called mind, body, and spirit? And there's a corporate wellness track and a college track and an education track. And these people are really trying to teach about health. And then, of course, I've been going ever since because that's my home. That's my tribe. That That's that's the place that I found really propelled me to do what I do now, which is I teach people how to create health. And I do that through many avenues, health coaching, speaking. I educate people about nutritional medicine because the pharmaceutical industry is just way too powerful. I mean, it's an important industry, but we it's really got a stranglehold on the kinds of medicine that's being taught here and i hope medical schools have changed now i think they have uh, but we need a more holistic approach i even went and did a master's degree in psychology because i was interested in the mind body connection which of course is so crucial to health so Basically, what I do now is I approach health from the body's own intelligence and looking for ways to enhance what the body knows how to do with every avenue that is researched. I always like to bring in the research. And now I have this huge community that is looking for this because let's face it, people are looking for a bigger solution than what the Western medical model offers. You covered a lot of ground there. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and it was the short version. <laughs> yeah, Karen, I, each time I hear it, I, I get more and more excited about people like you that I feel truly do pave the way. And one of the things you had mentioned was, you know, way back when, when I came to one of your breakout sessions at the conference was when I started really understanding mind-body from a, a science standpoint, and that got me interested as well. And I'm curious, like, you were kind of one of the first people that I know to, to bring this forth into the wellness community. What was that like? And, and, and back then, how, how were you able to communicate to that to some that didn't really know much about it? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. In fact, 
I remember one of the first talks I did at National Wellness Conference was called Alternative and Complementary Medicine. And that room was so packed. We had seating. People had to sit around my feet. It was so packed. That was how interested people were in this topic. And I intuitively knew that people were looking for something more. And because I give the National Wellness Institute really full credit for being the platform that allowed me to share the cutting edge science that I bring each year. And it is every year I think, okay, what is new and exciting on the horizon? And that's the place I share it because I'm welcomed with open arms. Let's face it, not everybody welcomes me, but the National Wellness Conference is that place that allows me to start the message and like coaching. I I was one of the first people to bring coaching to the National Wellness Conference and look at it now. It's this huge industry. That's what I want. I want to be that change maker and to start a legacy so that coaching now, health coaching, is part of our conversation. It's not unusual anymore. Alternative and complementary medicine, we now had that integrative medicine. And now, last year, I, I presented on functional medicine because that's the path. And if it wasn't for the institute opening, being that place for me to bring my message, I wouldn't be able to do what I do because you need that platform. You need people that are really open to your ideas because... I have offered to speak other places and not always welcome with open arms because they're still rigidly in their paradigm. And I don't, that's not of interest to me because we need to shift the paradigm. What do you mean by that, Karen? I'm, I'm curious. I mean, speaking of doing what you do, how is your message received? And, and at, at its core, what is your message and, and what seems to be resonating with people now? Well, probably if I was to pick one topic, let's just take functional medicine. Now, functional medicine for the American College of General Practitioners, interestingly, is not openly accepted. And they say it's because there's not enough clinical evidence. Well, there is plenty of clinical evidence, but that particular organization doesn't want to change right now. You know, that's and i'm i'm making that interpretation that that not all organizations are ready to move with the science now functional medicine simply is that when you have any kind of symptom whether it's a skin issue whether it's a digestive issue that the functions contributing to that in the body might be gut health or it might be inflammation and rather than just treat the symptoms we've got to look underneath at the whole complex of the functioning of the body and it's a new way a new paradigm of diagnosing and treating and not everybody is ready to embrace that so what I love about the 
Wellness Institute, you know that I bring the research because I'll never present a topic that doesn't have a substantial body of evidence. Some of it is brand new, like the microbiome and the amazing science now that we have more bacteria in our body than we do human cells. And what does that mean to the true cause of health and disease? Well, this is just beginning. So we're just on the beginning edge. And some people would say, well, you can't talk about that yet. We don't know enough. Whereas the Wellness Institute is open to saying, okay, we want to know where the research is going so we can start the conversation, so we can be at the leading edge. That's where you want to be. That's where I want to be. And we don't have all the answers yet, but it, we know that, that that kind of understanding is shifting our understanding of health and dis-ease. Yeah, it's like uh, the dis dash ease. Dis yes, <laughs> yes. The uh, yeah, dis just, ease uh, in the body. Yeah, I read a, a just. I'm reading a very fascinating book. A fascinating book on the mind, body, and gut. And boy, it just sheds so much more light on you know we're just much more than what we thought as far as our physical physical fitness, um, even just basic nutrition, maybe stress. But there's so much more to learn about the human body and, and the health of the human body. Yes, it's an ongoing journey. And I should say that, you know, I'm not practicing medicine now. It's not what I do. I like to educate. So when I find, like you said, carry a good book or a resource that is really opening our minds and, and helping us ask new questions. So there's a really good book out by Kelly Brogan. She's a psychiatrist, and it's called A Mind of Your Own. And Kelly is a practicing psychiatrist, and she's starting to question the true cause of depression and, and hence the treatment. And that book is packed with research studies re-looking at depression as maybe not so much a biochemical issue as a lifestyle issue and something that inflammation is, is creating. And I highly recommend that book for anyone that wants, again, to expand their understanding and maybe ask new questions. And once we're asking new questions, then I believe we're moving forward our paradigms. What is, uh, so I know you are the, the cutting edge. What, what do you see coming down the pike? Like what's your main question right now, Karen? Well, uh, lifestyle. So, you know, I wrote my book, maybe it was four or five years ago, Is Your Lifestyle Killing You? And I remember when I wrote that book and picked a title, I thought, uh, it's a negative title. And of course, we know that what we think about, we create. And I didn't really want to put something negative out there, but it's the truth. I wanted to get in people's face that our lifestyle is where we need to focus. And it turns out that everything I'm reading now that's related to dis ease is related to inflammation, which is related to lifestyle. And a lot of it is environmental, a lot we cannot control. So I, I think sometimes people make the mistake of thinking that wellness is totally in our control, that if we just live the right lifestyle, eat the right foods, exercise, we'll be so healthy. But when you look at the American Cancer Society, there's it's something like, and I'm sure this figure is changing a lot, 70 to 80% of cancers are 
environmental. So this concept of environmental wellness, I think we've really got to be serious about, much more serious. So, and that includes the the uh, pollution, the EMFs, uh, the question about cell phones, the toxins in our food, in our carpet, in our product, everything. There's chemicals everywhere. And our body, our physical body, does not how to know how to deal with those. And it's a very complex area, but I would like wellness to address environmental wellness in a much bigger way and be able to educate as far as what we can do about that, uh, because there is some choice, not, of course, 100% uh, in our control, but environmental wellness is huge. That includes GMOs in our food. That includes uh, the kind of gluten. I think the big movement about going gluten-free has as much to do with the quality of the gluten and how our bodies are not able to deal with the poor quality. So environmental wellness, and as that that applies to autoimmune conditions, because autoimmune means our immune system is working against ourselves, and it is now the number three disease next to heart disease and cancer, and that should not be, and it would not be if we didn't have this uh, environmental issue happening where the body is working against itself. So autoimmunity. That's where functional medicine comes in because Western medicine does not have a good solution for autoimmune conditions. So that's generally where I love to focus these days. Well, what are some steps that you can recommend then, Karen, for just the, the average person, you know, maybe not somebody who's completely well-educated in, in wellness, but what sort of steps can that average person take to uh, better him or herself uh, to protect themselves against these environmental uh, diseases, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. And of course, a great wellness question, because we've got to start simply, we've got to start with basics. So we eat all the time. So a very good first premise is when you eat, try and eat clean. So get rid of processed foods, anything that comes in a box or a can that has chemicals, the body doesn't know how to deal with that. The fresher, the better. I know we've said that many times, but as it applies to environmental wellness, that's huge because people are moving fast, they're eating fast, they're picking up fast food. That's the first thing people can do. So. Envir environmentally food first and fresh food. And then, of course, uh, looking at our digestive system. And if our digestive system is not assimilating the food, the good nutrients, then our body's not getting the raw materials. So making sure you take a good probiotic or eating probiotic foods because most people's bacteria in their gut is really out of balance because of the stress in our lives. So probiotic foods like kefir or sauerkraut, you can ferment your own vegetables, fabulous, taking a good probiotic every day, making sure you, uh, your gut is working properly. I put that probably way up there on the top of the list next to food. Uh, moving our body, of course. We live such sedentary lifestyles, so people don't realize that physical activity helps boost our immune defenses. Exercise is a great antidepressant. It helps us make good choices. So hence my little wellness wheel where I cover the eight areas um, and, and that's a lot, doing 
eight areas is a lot. So I put food, digestive health, stress, core stress management, moving our body, good digestive health. And of all of this, let's face it, making these changes, it's not easy to do on our own. So finding a good support network to support your healthy lifestyle. I cannot encourage that enough. I mean, I mentioned it with the the National Wellness Institute, having that support system to help me propel my message. We all need that in our own life on -on one-on-one basis because our culture is so much against what we're talking about here. There's fast food, there's processed foods, there's this stressful lifestyle. So just being able to have a supportive network to reinforce these kinds of messages is so important. Mm, Yes, thank you, Karen. And I think that's very, very helpful. And if you think about, you know, where wellness is going now and the, the wellness practitioner, wellness professional, what would you think they most need now to help prepare themselves to be ready for the future? Well, there's a good question. Of course, the first thing I'd say is go to the National Wellness Conference (laughs) because we cannot keep doing the same thing we've always done. That's that saying that you keep doing the same thing, you get the same results. And I do see the same paradigm repeating, even when it's about weight, let's just say. People still believe that calories in calories out is determines weight we have come so far away from that model because we're all biochemically unique so the wellness practitioner needs to keep up to date with the latest in let's just call wellness science which includes nutritional science exercise science digestive wellness the microbiome medicine You've got to know it all. These are all major shifts in our understanding of what creates health. And you cannot keep doing the same thing we've always done because it's not working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing a, a kind of a shift from health science and health promotion to more wellness science and wellness promotion, which includes health but expands beyond into other areas. I think so because the word health, I think uh, people have this black and white idea. You're either healthy or you're not. Whereas wellness, I feel, is more encompassing of all the dynamics that go into a well lifestyle. It might be a matter of terms and semantics, but I do feel wellness is a stronger term to embrace all of these ideas we're talking about even the think about we have a disease care system not a health care system well we need a wellness system and that to me that has a very different connotation very much like moving from a binary system to more of a spectrum really is what it sounds like absolutely that's a great way to say it i love that exactly (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, is, is there anything that you really uh, would love to express to our, our listeners here, Karen? Anything uh, just burning issues that you feel need to be uh, distributed to the all of the NWI members <laughs> yeah. and, and elsewise? Yeah, I would say 
you know, some people don't move forward because they feel that they either don't have the skills or uh, the readiness. And what I have found, and I don't profess to be an expert in anything, really, because the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. But I'm really hungry to learn. And I love to share and and expand my mind and I just encourage everyone in the Wellness Institute to just keep expanding your paradigm and don't be afraid to share ideas you have. I think we need to open this conversation more and and yes, you're going to have naysayers, you're going to have people that are going to hold on to their agenda so tightly they want to make you wrong. And what I just say to those people, I love them and I release them because I don't want to stay in the same paradigm. I don't make anyone wrong, but I really feel we need to keep exploring and opening to new ideas and don't be afraid to share that and have a forum where we open the conversations more because people are looking for a more expanded vision of wellness. That was the Deeper Well interview with Dr. Karen Wolf. We hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed talking with her. Remember that you can find A Deeper Well on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, and iTunes. And you can find information on National Wellness Institute's webinars, the National Wellness Conference, and membership at nationalwellness.org. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.